on this week's Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Barry can save Iris on The Flash, will Katie Keene clean up her KO, and will the threesome get back together on Vagrant Queen? All of that and more on the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be your host of this episode today. I have two friends along with me, the only two people out there crazy enough and dumb enough to do this with me. Here with me, as always, of course, is Ryan. So... I do have to tell you that there was somebody else who wanted to be dumb enough to do this with you. There was. Uh, but we did that thing where we both walked in the door at the same time, and it was like, up, up, up. And then I kicked him in the back of his leg as hard as I could and then ran in here. You went for the cheap shot of the back of the legs to take him out? He said that he is a great podcaster mm-hmm. and that uh, that he is... He basically listed off all the things about him, and it was like all the things that you're looking for in a person, Cassie. And yeah. I was like, nope. And I kicked him, and I ran in. I feel so betrayed in this moment, because I was told when I was brought on here that these were literally the only two people willing to do this, and it was these were my only options. And to know that there's somebody else out there who now just doesn't have working back of the knees, apparently, <laughs> is just wobbling around out there willing to podcast with me, I'm devastated. Okay, but just know that if he had made it in, I would not be on the show with you. Mm-hmm. So was I feel that... like you've locked out. Uh-huh. I guess that's one way to take that. Another way to take it is that it's a bad way. Mike, how would you take that? Oh, well, I think, yeah, you need to be crazy enough to be on the show, dumb enough to be on the show, but Ryan's proving violent and underhanded enough to be on the show. Yeah. And I know that guy, and I don't know if PJ Vote is the kind of podcaster we want on this show. Look, I'm not here to make friends, all right? I'm, I'm here to win the competition of us being in the jungle and fighting each other with man-made machetes <laughs> and isn't what this pop culture watch a show talk about show show is really about uh, uh, of course uh, yes 100 yeah we didn't want this like at first it was supposed to be just you know a group of friends hanging out talking about tv shows but it quickly became just this bloodthirsty all for one taking everybody out at the knees do you guys look for places that are covered in vines just so you can pull out your goddamn machete and get through them yes and i plant vines so 10 years later i can show up just to cut those vines follow-up question are vines planted i don't understand i feel like you can't plant something that's going a swinging distance wait you think that vines are only there for people to swing from point a to point b what what else will they be there for what what do you think a vine is good question i picture exactly tarzan and only the things that are hanging from trees on tarzan and absolutely nothing else those are vines, yeah. but they are plants, Cassie. So, mm-hmm. therefore, at some point, they had to be planted mm-hmm. by nature or by God. Uh, also, the Tarzan ones are the ones that are you never see in real life. There's always vines everywhere. Mm-hmm. The only fictional one is the ones that are perfectly placed above ledges for you to get from point A to point B. That's That doesn't sound right. I don't know about that. I feel like the other podcaster would have backed me on this, on this whole vine controversy. But, you know, we'll see. Mike... Are you, so Ryan, he was the one dumb enough to come on. Are you, and violent enough, which one are, what are you I guess that means I'm crazy enough. 
<laughs> with that energy, yes, you are. I was not ready for that. Thank you for bringing that to this. I don't think anybody is ready for it. I don't know if I'll have my normal energy for the rest of the show. That was really draining. Yes. That was a lot. <laughs> if you By the way, guys, up for one segment. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm the one. I'm the one that's so good at uh, with a machete that I killed all the vines, and now we just have TikTok. You you're just gonna admit that that this is on you now. We have this travesty because of you. Mm-hmm. This is me. Gosh dang it! Are you guys down to start a company TikTok though? Follow up question. This is very important. Our Snapchat and Instagram are so successful. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see how yeah. we could not. I feel like TikTok is where we can really shine. I've seen your guys' dance moves and your singing, and I think it's it's where we need to go to. And be, because of the the unprecedented times that we all live in, the it will be Cassie holding up a phone onto Zoom. Showing Ryan and I dancing on our screens. <laughs> so yeah, I'm into that. Based on what I know about it, it's like you spend two or three hours learning a very over-choreographed dance to then have a 30-second thing that nobody ever watches. Is that basically how TikTok dancing works? Yeah, but at least uh, you hear that 15 seconds of that song over and 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 over again. Yeah. What if we made a dance to that that clip of Mike just saying over and over, over and over? That's the impressive parts of TikTok are the ones of people doing with like dialogue and stuff. And it's not just like clips of a song. So yeah, if we all figured out how to dance over and 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 over. I hate to do this early, but let's say contact at yourpopfilter.com. Email us. Let us know exactly what you want the pop filter TikTok to be. That is so much power given to them. I don't know if we are the group who can pull off a TikTok dance, but I know one group that could, and that's our New York babies over on Katie Keene, and we're going to see if they pulled off their season finale uh, coming up right now. On the season one finale of Katie Keene, all of our New York babies are working through some big changes as Katie turns down both of Guy's offers for a job and his dick in order to focus on her own career. Josie is breaking free of the cabots after Alex goes to rehab, Jorge is fighting for his neighborhood while standing bold as Ginger, and Pepper is accepting the support that has apparently always been there for her and turning away from her life of crime. So Taste Buds, I ask you this. Can you believe it took me a whole season and a whole redemption arc to join you guys on this team Pepper Sucks? I'm what? here. I'm here with you guys. It uh, took it literally until the last moment. This episode did me so dirty with Pepper, you guys. I'm so glad to hear that. I love when you agree with us, but mm-hmm. uh, it's hard now to decide if Pepper sucks more than literally everyone involved with his entire series, season, and episode. Yeah, you, what a bad show. There wasn't even like, okay, so you didn't even, guys, you didn't even like Katie in this episode? Because Katie Why? Had, What's that like? Is it she went and sang by the Mythical Lighthouse of New York <laughs> what, and sang yes. the most boring non-song? Are that you song kidding is like me? The song's from the 30s. Oh, like, so, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I like about anything. All right, so we're going to talk about how bad this whole thing was in a second, but let's start with this song because this is a song that always feels like the verse is about to end and then gets to the chorus, but the verse never ends, and she just mm-hmm. keeps singing random lines. And you could like feel the band in the background going like, oh, okay, another, oh, oh man, this song has none of the things that a song needs to have, and yet she still keeps singing. And each time you think it would, you kept thinking it would end, and then she would go to a new location, and it would just start back up with the nonsense. It was beautiful Uh in every way, but you didn't feel a cinematic moment when she was out by that lighthouse? What the fuck? No. (laughs) No. I honestly, I don't know what that scene was. I don't know why they decided to do that at all. 
if if you're gonna have her go there, show her the two hours on the fucking system of train she would need to get to get the closest <laughs> lighthouse to New York City. All right, yeah, all your New York problems. But let's just talk about music. Like, check this out. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. Okay, so those notes, like, now we feel like that was a part of a song that happened. The way that she sings this song is you never feel any sort of end to any line. It's like you, you, you pump somebody up with, like, drugs and violins and said, babble forever. Because there's a lighthouse over there that I guess, Mike, you're saying does not exist in real life? No. Email me if I'm wrong and I didn't know about the secret <laughs> New York lighthouse, but no. It's got to exist. If not, somebody's going to build it now in honor of Katie Keene and this amazing show and that amazing Nobody movie. watches this show, right? <laughs> is this coming back? Is there any reason for this show to come back? What I read was that they are really relying on streaming to make the decision, which means mm. that no one mm. is watching this live. Like, And people don't watch shit live anymore anyway, but I mean right. like no one. Like a bafflingly low amount of people are watching this show. Yeah, I is mean, it baffling? <laughs> Mike is a huge fan and he's loving it. But there was so like, but Katie. So you, at no point do you respect the move of her because I was going to be bummed. I thought she was going to go and accept Guy's offer and just like sign, like essentially give all the works to Guy and work under this guy that she knew would do bad. But instead, she gathered up all the people that he fucked over and did a fashion show with them. Nothing, nothing that, for that for you guys. That is baller. That's a baller way to get revenge. This guy sucked. Having not watched a lot of it, you can tell because his name's Guy, so yeah. it means he sucks. But two, he's like, "Are you going to apologize to anybody else?" Because he apologizes to her because he wants into those Katie Keen pants. Uh, and he says, "What did he say? I've made mistakes, but I have to move forward." That's yeah. what somebody who says, "I refuse to learn anything." Somebody's like, "I can't apologize to the people I hurt. I have to look forward." That's a mother. Fucking, and I hate to like do crossovers here, but that's some motherfucking Trey Atwood shit right there. Like, yes. what, you want me to apologize forever? And it's it's not even that. It's like the scenes between the two of them were shocking because this guy is like a bad impression of a bad impression of Will Arnett. And the dialogue and the music, it doesn't make it feel like it's a primetime soap. It's worse than a daytime soap. Like, the way yes. that it's shot and the way that it feels, it's terrible to watch. And you guys know that... I have been a Riverdale defender for four seasons now, and I defend how stupid it is. This episode, I it didn't seem like it was tongue-in-cheek or on purpose. It felt like it, they had no idea what a TV episode was supposed to do, and they just kept piling on and piling on. And this guy named Guy, is that right? <laughs> it's Luke, the, yeah, it's Guy. Was the worst part of it. Oh, he's... <sighs> He's always the worst part of it. I I can't stand I can't stand him, especially when he was like, "I want to stay with you because like you make me a better person." Like fuck anybody who like that's their reason to stay with you immediately. So I was glad that they that was one good thing that they did for me in this one. But again, they just like they brought me down. I'm in mourning over my girl Pepper right now because I had I am so, so fucking betrayed. Are you betrayed because she's going straight? Because no, she's betrayed. not living that crime life? No, I'm betrayed because this motherfucker is a part of Daddy's credit card crew the whole time she had like this rich ass dad to go to. And she was That's like, That's how I'm she just- acts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, how is I'm that the- a surprise? <laughs> I, listen, the biggest con she pulled off was the con from my heart. I feel like a goddamn fool right now. All right. I'm just like going through all the emotions. Dude, super fucked up about Pepper. One, so she has Daddy Warbucks, but also, so they bailed her out of jail because she said, Raid the Bartel, which is super illegal. That's not your personal money to do whatever the fuck you would. So you are doing more crimes to beget your crimes. Yeah, but after it, you don't start your new life until you're out of jail. Once you're in jail, like crime's still on. It's once you walk off the jail premise that's when your oh, new okay. life begins. Obviously, I didn't realize that. Yeah, but that's sort of the biggest issue with this episode is that it feels like that we had episode twelve last week, right? 
And then this uh-huh. was the series finale four years from now, where they all learned five seasons or four seasons of lessons. And this was the fucking supermarket sweep of drama where they ran around. They were like, hey, you shouldn't have been in jail, but now you're out of jail. And hey, uh, I've never been a homophobe. Uh, my brother had AIDS and died, and that's why I acted like that. And uh, hey, you were uh, I saw you doing coke, so now you're going to rehab. And they rushed through literally every plot line that exists in drama. Yeah, to the point. So Sandra, Zandra, I'm not Sandra, I'm sorry. Zandra stole Josie's song, got it on the radio. And then when Josie was yelling at her, said, no, but it's because he's in rehab. Like, mm-hmm. all of it was so convoluted that even the characters were like, I'm just making a house of cards. Don't look at anything I'm saying. It's connected somehow. And that's a bummer because you could tell they put, like, that scene, it definitely showed that, like, this was just a whole bunch of stuff thrown together. But you can tell they had to do that because of the amount of musical numbers that they put in this. Like, they were like, it's let's focus on the musical numbers because, of course, Ginger has to have her moment after this, like, big speech and it just does, like, a conga line. I was like, what is happening with all of this? The first musical number was so insulting because it was not, it doesn't qualify as a song. It does not follow the definition of a song. But the second one... I saw in Ginger's eyes where he looked at the crowd and he was like, she was like, you guys all know the all of the dance moves for this, right? Like, we're going to do that <laughs> Is TV it Gloria thing. Estefan? Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, come on, everybody, let me, let, let's do the conga. And then uh, we're, we're sitting through another fucking musical number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that whole, that storyline, so Jorge needs to save his family's bodega because eminent domain which i think is for like freeways and shit their block is getting bought out because somebody wants to build luxury apartments and but if you get ten thousand signatures you can't so he doesn't get every all his friends who do dumb bullshit to help him get signatures he tries to stand alone and get ten thousand signatures crowded city still not going to do it so he's like no you know what i'm going to combine this because i did also just win ms washington heights mm-hmm. as ginger and she'll make everybody sign it. There weren't 10,000 people at Ms. Washington Heights <laughs> awards ceremony. There's like 30. Yeah, about oh. 35 at Tops was there. And only half of them signed. The other half were like, nah, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I don't care. we want the luxury apartments. <laughs> there was like a whole moment with his dad where his dad, like, the mom was like, your dad's been trying for forever to do this. And then the, he just goes to his boyfriend and is like, all you need is signatures. And he's like, oh, I can do this. And then <laughs> it's like, that was literally all it took. Now the place is saved. It does. It's very jarring from the moments where it's just like, would fix things the Katie Keene way and then trying to deal with issues like uh, when we went back to the dad and why he wasn't accepting and it was because his brother was gay and died of AIDS. Like, that's a heavy subject. And they immediately transferred to a fashion show. So it is incredibly jarring to watch this TV show. Yeah, there was just no time to do any of this. And I don't know if I sound stupid when I say I like Riverdale, but not this. Like, I can see somebody watching both and saying, it's the same bullshit, idiot. But, like, there just wasn't time... And they're also not leaning into it. Like, so much of this should have had animated birds flying around the characters and helping them out. Like, that would have made more sense. That would have been leaning into it appropriately. How do you guys feel? Because there hasn't been a real villain of Katie Keene. Everybody who's supposed to be a villain gets, like, redeemed and, and changed or whatever. Uh, that They have to bring in a ringer. And it finds that the person who's going to sell the bodega in the whole house is Hiram Lodge. Mm-hmm. Is, is that bullshit? Because also, like, maybe there's... I think I get that this is a spinoff of Riverdale, but you have to pretend that a lot of people, this is their first show. They don't care about Riverdale. And the show is like, you know, the villain from our other show. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just a Katie Keene fan, I'm like, this other old guy is getting, I don't care what's happening. No, I mean, like, this is somebody who's so iconic. Like, I can't get through a single Thanksgiving with all of the generations of my family, but we're not discussing everything that Hiram Lodge <laughs> does on a weekly TV basis. So, yeah, you got to pull in the big guns when you can and have Mark Consuelo guest star on your show. <laughs> 
But there is like that is the only thing that could be. I feel like bringing somebody back to the next season is just that they're relying on they're trying to bring like in this darker attitude because it is just so like poppy and upbeat with most things and things are fixed so much they're like you know what Hiram was a real evil dude so let's see if he could just bring this energy over so I don't know if they're gonna try to go a little darker I don't know what they're gonna try to do with him or if it'll all be just blown over but again double down after uh Hiram comes in then have Steve Urkel and like Jimmy Smith from LA Law come in and just be like yeah we're all here we're taking this bodega we only care about this bodega (laughs) Yeah, he's so mad that there was 10,000 signatures, but he knows the family whose fault it is, and he's like, I will kill you, and you make me a sandwich right now. <laughs> he's got his priorities in order, and we've known that for a while. I would say this episode made Star Wars Episode Nine look like the Tree of Life, with how it handled plot and storytelling. <laughs> Are you pumped that Carrie Elloways is coming to town as Katie's possible father? I kind of always, I kind of Elways am. Mm, there it is. Because he can carry a scene, Carrie Elway. <laughs> crushed it nailed it got it in one but again we were done we had so much story and then at the last minute he turns around he's like hey remember me from the princess bride uh i'm the i'm the person that you know owns this place and she's like i think you're my father and then he he should have been like what he makes nine different faces just like i did while she says that uh and also talking about too much plot in one scene uh laces is going away and everybody's very sad because uh, Lacey's is a mix of Macy's and like Saks Fifth and like a small family owned company. It's this bananas bullshit. So the prince buys out Lacey's, but a Lacey in the bylaws always has to be there. And Mrs. Lacey wants to make money. He's like, no, I found your long lost son, Leo Lacey, to replace you. And he wants it, she wants it sold out. And so the boss is good. It's bananas. <laughs> But why is it not good bananas? Like, that's the thing I was trying to figure out is that I, I should be enjoying and laughing this and I at, at this or with it. And I just wasn't. I don't I think it's just it's too rushed. It's all it's trying to do too much at once because it is like even when like we see Alex does have a Coke problem. That bag of Coke that she pulls out of her his bag is or his jacket is like the biggest bag of Coke I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And it's not it's just like this is an average amount that anybody would do who has a problem. Like it should be this like joke thing. But it is like they're like just like, oh, my God, he has a real problem. His <laughs> okay. gallon size bag of cocaine. And then the other thing, like, it's supposed to be a big deal that Carrie Elways is Katie Keene's dad. But just before that, like, what is supposed to be the climax is Katie Keene gets into this school that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. After she's offered to be head designer, mm-hmm. why would, like, hey, like, I, like I, uh, I want to make you star quarterback of the New England Patriots. No, thank you. I have a, I'm going to community college instead. And I'm so stoked <laughs> to go to community college. Well, you can't miss out on that experience. You know, ultimate Frisbee on the lawn. Who's going to pass that up? Beer pong, Dartmouth rules. Yeah, you got to do that. Got to do that. <laughs> well, so um, I'm just going to guess that it didn't stick the landing for you guys and you guys aren't coming back next season if there uh, is a new season. I'm going to guess this was it. The, we, yeah, I hope this is it. We watched. <laughs> what about the other people who enjoy it? You hope they don't who? get it either? <laughs> Email us, please. Email and tweet us if you enjoyed this bullshit. And tell me, really tell me why. Honestly, you, you please do this. If you, if there is any reason to save this, do let us know. Contact at your pop filter. Uh, you guys, that is all the time we have to talk about. Katie Keene, sadly, I know you're real bummed about it. Next up, we're going to be t- going to the pool list and talk about all the other shows we watched this week. We're here for the pool list. The first show of the week we're starting off with is Legends of Tomorrow. 
This week on DC's Legends of Tomorrow, the legends go to college and make a sorority to steal a cup that turns humans immortal for a day from the always-parting Dionysus. Meanwhile, Mick has Nate pretend to be Lita's dad so she'll look better on a college tour. Taste buds, I ask you this. Which new pseudo-legend do you hope sticks around, Astra or Lita, and why? Oh, Lita by a billion. Her and Mick are awesome, and mm-hmm. uh, Astra just... Astra's just evil. It's just another, like, snarky girl, you know? Yeah, it's it's strange that this 17-year-old punk kid has more range than the leader of hell and currently. It's the whole thing of, like, uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mark Marin and his daughter on Glow. Uh-huh. Where, like, even though you're young and a punk, you're so much smarter than me in the ways of how humans work and how life should be that uh, she sort of, she's going to be... Mick's best foil and mm-hmm. Jiminy Cricket in a lot of ways. Yeah, I feel like Mick is already growing by not wanting to punch the rich kid and his parents on that tour by just getting Nate and being like, no, this is her dad. I was just here. But do you know what I mean when I when I say that like Astra needs her chutney? It's not even like a personality trait. It's just something to bring where mm-hmm. she says words weird or something that makes her a character, you know? And yeah, right now she is just always growly. And like you, you saw she was like, oh, Astra is going to learn about sisterhood to the point that she almost just quoted Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants at the end of it. Like, <laughs> But she learned it like three times in the episode, which I know like this is how story could work. But be- the whole thing was advertised and yeah. signposted the whole time. They're like, I don't care. But that's sort of how Legends works. Every episode picks its thing it's going to riff on. So in this case, it was like fraternities. And then also picks its character who's going to get a nonstop barrage of open hugs. And you're just going to fucking get those hugs. I don't care if you want them or not. I feel like, and I know Nate has learned a lot, but I feel like he needed the hugs because he just reverted back to frat. He, you, dude, you are a time-traveling superhero who has your doctorate, and you start acting like you were 17 again oh, just because these guys were cool and have kegs. So before, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how uh, every time that Nate hooks up with a girl, she changes characters, and whether or not that's on the actress <laughs> or the character. Uh, and this one, and I love Nate. He has a couple of great lines in here, but he gets hypnotized by the frat and becomes a screaming beer pong playing keg bro and there's almost no difference in the character and yeah. that's it's funny but is that an issue yeah because the, the, the show felt like they're like isn't this crazy that nate's doing this is like no you turned your phd into this a long time ago <laughs> i do have to say though that like as much as we despise frat bros mike if we had nate's face and steel butt we'd be in a frat we'd we'd totally oh, yeah. be hanging out with all those people forever how did dionysus work for you for the villain of the week I liked it because it was not as, like, two-dimensional and making fun of frats as I thought it would be. Like, I thought that he was he was a pretty good guy who had a good spot, and it wasn't just like, Red Bull, an axe body spray forever. No, there's two things is uh, that at one point he says, all peers, no pressures when they're coming into his party. Uh-huh. He's like, no, we're out for it like this. And then Nate wants to get paddled. And he's like, no, it's 2020. We don't do that uh-huh. shit. Like, he was very aware. Like, And like his argument of why he doesn't want them to get the Immortal Cup, he's like, when the gods ruled mortals, that sucked. People didn't want to party, but also that sucked for the mortals. I think everybody should have free will. Like, you're the villain of the episode, but you're making a really good argument that yeah. free will rules. And then at the end, he did this thing that I'm nervous about uh, if and when our your current president loses. Um, instead of saying, like, no, I won, and then being an asshole, he was just like, no, you guys did it. Here's the cup. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you totally bested me, and here you go. 
He's better than Donald Trump is what I'm saying. Yes, he is. He's much better than Donald Trump. Do you guys have a moments of the week? Start with Mike. (laughs) Uh, Is there more? You can rush in anything, anything else you want to talk about real quick. I'll allow real quick. I'll do two moments of the week. There's so much to talk about, but, uh, so that they, they do start a sorority with like these rejects that we meet from other sororities, but they, at the end of it, they're like, we got to go and they're explaining. And the, the girls are just like being an adult sounds weird because <laughs> they don't realize that they are superheroes. They just think this is what all grown ups go through. Yeah. Being an adult is being a legend. <laughs> like, that's just what they assume. Uh, and then that how Zari starts. So Sarah sees the future of everybody she touches. And so they're looking for the answer to something. Right. And so instead of reading all the books, Zari just, walks to Sarah and say, says, touch me, should I read this book? Uh, so she's just using the future site to get out of doing work, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and there's not even like that long of a combo. It's just like, you know, you could just read the book. No! You know what? No, I'm not even going to back and forth this with you. I'm not going to read this book if you have this power. Um, that is the most powerful weapon there is, because I would try to do that in college, but it was just like, you try to go to the people who have already taken the class, yeah. and you were like, um, do I need to do this? So that would be, that is exactly how you use that, is, that is correct. Yeah, I would have to hold the book and then touch a girl on the arm, and it did not go well for me. <laughs> uh, Weird. My moment of the week is obviously, as always, uh, when Zari, I think it's, or it might just be two sorority girls, they're texting back and forth, and it's all gifts, and one is Bebo, and that's just, that's always going to be my moment of the week. Um yeah. But then we also have the Sarah Lance moment of the week, which is never doubting the fact that as a blind person, she is going to beat a god, a Greek god of partying at beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, have you ever seen beer pong this way? With the starting the diamond shape and with the paddles? With the paddles, yeah, where it's like it's more, it's more ping, less pong. Yeah, I guess uh, what we've always played is Beirut, and this is actually beer pong. Oh, really? We're the wrong yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather play like this than the stupid, like, try to aim balls into cups. Yeah, this sounds seems more like a game. Yeah, I would be way worse at it, though, and I would make more of a fool of myself, so I don't know how I feel about that. Love it. I do want to try it. Loving that for us. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on Tuesdays on the CW if you want to watch it. Our next show of the week is Supergirl. On uh, this week's episode of Supergirl, Supergirl and the team go head-to-head against Ramakan and Leviathan. Ramakan and Leviathan. Ramakan and Leviathan. Leviathan. Hey, all superheroes out there, do not go against two villains at the same time unless their names rhyme. That's if if it was Venom and Carnenum, then yes, you could fight both of those. Meanwhile, Lena and Lex must join forces when Project Non 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 Nosir fails, leaving the two siblings in serious danger. Ramakan is played by Mitch Pelagi, who played Skinner in the X-Files. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Are you a file file? I used to be uh, a file file. Skinner is T-1000? That, that's from Terminator. <laughs> Same actor. So, so, yes. No, that's Robert. No? No. Shit. I guess I'm not a file file. Yeah, we're all huge file files right here. <laughs> I've watched, I watched, I think, like, the first three. I got to whatever the one is where he, um, the main dude's draws, draws an image of Bigfoot, and it's the most beautiful piece of work of art I've ever seen. And I just, I couldn't move on from there because it was too perfect. She I just, just kept to watching like that, that episode? <laughs> just go back to that one and that one clip. The greatest art you've ever seen is Fox Mulder drawing Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it changed me as a person, and it made me who I am today, and that should explain a lot about me. Mike, were you a fan as a kid? Yeah, it it was dorky, it was scary, it was sexy. I loved it. 
were you a this sucks because it's not about the main storyline kid or no. were you a I love the one off kid? I love the one offs. And there's one about like a little that I always used to confuse with Tales from Crypt, but I'm 99% sure it's a X Files where they have to fight a carnival and there's like a little guy the size of a hand who's running around making people do things. And it terrified me at six years old. That sounds terrifying. The only one I remember is the one where they fight a family that keeps it uh like there's a bunch of sons and a dad and the mom has no limbs and they keep her under a bed so they can have sex with her whenever they want that's the only one i remember what and if you check my Pornhub search history then that will make sense (laughs) jesus well x files i believe is all on netflix right now you can binge all that if you want also supergirls on sundays on the cw our next show of the week is vagrant queen on this week's vagrant queen our unlikely space heroes are on a train to get their ship back while on this train ride, Alita signs up for a side job that will take her back to Europa and Lazaro, leaving her friends behind. Left to their own devices, the other two get into some classic train hijinks, as a May meets a hottie and Isaac meets up with a scientist with a bounty on their head. So Taste Buds, I ask you this. By the end, our crew is back together yet again. Do you think this will finally be the last time we have to deal with the storyline, or is it going to be their crutch throughout this whole whole season? Oh no, for sure. They're always going to be proving how... Like, they lie to each other and then come back together and lie. Like, I think that we know enough now where, like, Alita's always going to be pissed and is always going to be, like, have a, too, uh, a heart that's too big, like, too big for her own good. And Isaac's always going to be like, again? I fucked you guys over again? That's so crazy. <laughs> but no. But he doesn't mean to, you know, heart of gold, but he gets distracted yeah. and he's just going to lose track of that sight. That's when his catchphrase, aw shucks, comes in and he's just going to yeah. say that all of the time. And when he doesn't say it, he's saying it with his shoulders and his eyebrows, and you know in your heart that he is saying that. I gotta say, I went through a moment in this episode where I just I love like storytelling that's all about character and everything's earned and nothing happens and uh, it's just boring and stupid. Uh, but when they find each other at the end for no reason and they smile, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, patron queen, back together, baby. <laughs> that was like there was a lot so. It was frustrating to have this episode where, like, so we were still getting flashbacks of um, Alita and seeing, like, why she has her trust issues uh, following the days when she was, like, sent out on that pod and realizing that, like, the people she was talking to, she was trying, she built up trust with this guy she was talking to on a calm for two weeks and he was finally like, let me save you. And she, like, briefly turned on the tracking so they could come to get her and it turned out they were the Republic. So you get, like, it was digging more into, like, why she has trust issues. And then all of a sudden, by the end, she was just like, you know what? Like, that's it left it like, this is why she has trust issues. Cut to, she's like, I need my friends. And then you were just like, okay. Yeah. It, the friends that you can't trust. They've all, like, Isaac has already proven that you can't trust them. But it's the, it's the okay kind of trust. But yeah, like, it's such a good lesson. Like, this guy was like, what's up, darling? I'm super friendly and I'm only here for you. And for two weeks, he did that. And then he pulled the plug and said, like... Where are you? I'll come rescue you. And she was like, okay, wait, no. And he was like, where are you? And that's how most relationships are, is like eventually they're going to be, no, no, hold on. I did want to screw you over. Can you please let me do that? Yeah. And there is like, so I can deal with like, I can see why we'll have to have like more backstory as to why Alita has trust issues. But I, I'm like, I just want this crew, like, I don't want more of like Isaac turns on her. Like, she was like, They've done the Isaac turning on her so many times. Like, I would love to put that in the past by now. Yeah. I mean, I think it was fine. Like, if Isaac is perfect forever, I think that we understand because she is a pretty girl in space. Like, of yeah. course, there's now there's galaxies. There's various planets of people who are just trying to screw over in, ev- in any way they can. Mm-hmm. And they had, so, like, those were the downfalls. But then there was, like, you said, the moment when they meet up, like, for no reason. Like, it wasn't earned, but I did smile as well. And there are still, like, these 
like precious moments uh in the show that are bringing me back to it like when amay is uh amay realizes that she does have deeper feelings for alita and she's explaining admitting that to um isaac and they're just talking about like how she's like not just a spark plug to her she's actually like a turbocharger right. like it's just a real precious moment and i was like this is this is what i'm here for this show like the dumb comedy i'm there for winnie b in like those precious moments okay but like cassie you could just you can just think that, though. I don't know. Every time we watch the show together, you scream out loud, precious moment at the top of your lungs. I just, I just want everybody to know, like, I have that in me and I have that feeling. I need everybody to know this right now was a precious moment. Everybody remember this. Remember this. I also really like how Amay and they, uh, meets a girl on the, I don't know, monorail or whatever they're on. And they hit it off. There's awesome banter. Like, they're clearly clicking. And then Amay says you know what? I have to bail. Even though like we're great together, I have to bail because of... <laughs> and she's like, no, cool, I get it. And it's it's endearing because Amay really is into Alita, but it's heartbreaking because Amay's going to ruin her life. Like mm-hmm. Those two could have been great together, but she's just going to chase Alita from here on out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... We'll see, I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. Uh, I know Lazaro, you were still into Lazaro from the last one. How'd you feel about him in this episode? He was okay. No, they's- taken over the republic completely yeah he still made a couple people dig through their bodies which is just his thing now uh, just, yeah cut off his the stylus he was just having them cut off their fingers yeah just like yeah. one at a time very slowly but you can't make a noise which i think is always important if you're gonna make somebody torture themselves don't let them scream that's annoying mm-hmm. if they're screaming uh, <laughs> but yeah i think that this was an episode that was mostly about the threesome coming back and then lazaro is probably gonna do something insane in the next one or the one after that yeah, the did you? I did like that he, when he's holding this like huge press conference that um all the people who were like there for the press just had selfie sticks. I like that uh-huh. they were like this is a whole other galaxy. Yeah, they'll use selfie sticks to like broadcast everywhere. It's not our galaxy. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's so, it's close. It it is kind of close. Uh, Ryan, do you have a moment of the week for? My moment of the week is that fucking lady's head, like uh Isaac. Uh, sits down next to, like, I think an older lady, and I could not get over what her head looked like. And this show has had, so so far, some, like, awesome alien designs, but when most people sit down to design an alien, like, they all sort of look the same, right? Like, we've seen all the designs. I have never seen a design like this before. Mike. Yeah. Motherfucking Mike. Here we go. So, uh, like, hair that, like, stuck up and went all over the place, and then she had this, like, skin helmet with glass things over her eyes and then behind the glass things you could see her actual eyes as if there was wedged glass things uh, it was horrifying what yeah it sounds awful and i thought that they would like show her once and be done with it she was in the entire episode and it was disgusting (laughs) she had a big part but it was it was like the goggles were literally in her head implanted yeah yeah like i'm so tired of my monocles falling out I'm going to wrap my skin around the monocles. No, no, (laughs) no, no, no. It was a lot. My moment of the week actually kind of involves this scientist with the goggles in their entire face. So uh, this scientist, once they're on the run, uh, has this weapon that like can target onto all the Republic's guns and like gets them like electrocutes them essentially and makes like takes all of them out and my moment of the week is when um amay sees that they're all down and just picks up a rock and screams that this is our moment to take them out and then we get that like every episode they have a slow motion fight so it's like 
all these lasers getting shot from the scientist gun and then it just cuts to a May like holding a rock and Isaac beating a guy with a stick. Beautiful. Yeah. No, was- nobody was like, oh, their weapons are done, so there's no weapons. She was like, their weapons are done. Here's our weapons, motherfucker. <laughs> and then just picks up nature and destroys them with it. Now to kill him with a rock. Uh, Vagrant Queen is on Thursdays on Sci-Fi. Our next show of the week is Batwoman. On this week's episode of Batwoman, Gotham's Intelligista begins to disappear. So most of the crew tries to figure that shit out. Meanwhile, Batwoman is betrayed by someone close to her, and begins to cons- it begins to consume her. Taste buds, I ask you this. If someone were to begin to kidnap the Intelligista of Pop Filter, who would disappear first and why? Well, oh, there's God. a reason Taylor's not on the shows anymore. Is he Was he the Intelligista? <laughs> he was it. And they realized that. They started kidnapping them. Nah, we did it. We got that's the why, brains. That's why he went to the board. The board took mm-hmm. the only smart one we had. Yeah, is Taylor the first example of somebody who paid for and asked to be kidnapped and now they're gone? Yeah. and don't, They don't have to deal with this shit anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between the three of us, if there was a hierarchy, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know where to begin. I... I I, I do think that's why the three of us work, though, is that uh, none of us think that we're smart, and we all know we're stupid. So that is yeah. nice. <laughs> we all bring a different stupid energy, and I respect that's that. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different dumb vibe, and I'm here for it. I'm obviously playing a character, but you guys are mm-hmm. actually this stupid. Playing mm-hmm. a what? <laughs> well, if you want to watch characters, Batwoman has plenty of them. It's on Sundays on the CW. Our final show of the week is The Flash. In the impromptu season six finale of The Flash, everybody wants to kill Joseph Carver, and Team Flash goes out of their way to protect him, even though he knew Iris got mirror got weeks ago. The Black Hole Assassins switch to Ava's team, and there's a showdown of Sunshine, Dr. Light, and Ultraviolet versus Team Flash versus Sue Dearborn. Meanwhile, Sick Frost is going to Mommy's lab. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the Flash make a good argument for protecting Carver, or is it sort of a silly, this is just what heroes do thing? I mean, there's a point where um, Tom Cavanaugh talks to Tom Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. and they're like, the Barry I know would never act like this. And they're right. And the Barry that we know, if you're a superhero, you would never be like, oh, let's just send this piece of shit out to die. Yeah, but-, that just, but Barry hesitates. Somebody says, make the deal. We'll give you Iris or you give us Carver. And Barry thinks about it for a second, and that sends the Cavanaugh's hitting the ground but fuck man i'm a way better person than barry allen or any of these fools and i would definitely hesitate that guy sucks he's fucking su- he's awful to be around he's he's awful he is an actual supervillain, and he's bad in real life kind of bad rich white guy <laughs> so yeah get him the fuck out and save your wife and friends who are still kidnapped in mirrorverse what do you mean he would never consider it he has to save iris i guess the argument is that it begins a slippery slope right where now he's just making decisions and he's like he's changing his morals and ethics whenever he wants but fuck like I I think I have a lot of issues with the performance of this actor. It really drives me up the wall, and I want him gone. Well, he acts this way in everything he's in. Uh-huh. That's or part there's of a it, thousand yeah. guys who look like him. It's hard to tell. But yeah, like He's yeah, our generation's he was, Billy Zabka. I was going to say Kyle Bornheimer. But <laughs> Bornheimer. Like, he, was born with the fa- he was born with the face he was born with, which means it, you only want to punch it, and it does look like he runs a frat and or the Harvard Lampoon. And... Why can't you fight them both? Why do Why do you have to fight Ava and save this guy? Can't you throw him in jail and say like fight Ava? Like it's bananas. And he kind of helped keep Ava imprisoned for years. So isn't he the actual big bad of the season? Yeah, I guess I I, I care so little that I'm just going with like who I'm tired of dealing with. And Carver uh-huh. is so much like you, Mike. That like this is where no. I'm landing. Uh, I thought the most out-of-character thing, except that his wife is fucking gone and has been for weeks, uh, Ralph starts to 
gush that there's two season lines are becoming one thing. He's like, oh, this is connected. And Barry could not give a shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rough. <laughs> I'm glad you figured out the thing you've been working on for a year. Barry, Shut up. Barry can run fast. Like, his legs move fast. But his wave off, when he moves his hand in such a way where he's waving people off, that's the fastest that he ever goes. Like, get, yeah. get the fuck away from me. I do not care about what you're saying. Out of my face. Out of my face. Did you, um, did you make sure to notice all the names when Barry and what's elongated, elongated man's name? Ralph. Ralph, when they go downstairs and there's a bunch of boxes with names on them, did you make sure to like pause and no. do all the DC research? Were there Easter eggs? Oh, I didn't do it either. I was hoping that you did it for the podcast. I thought that you would I, do the research. I, I bet there were. <laughs> you guys, tell us what those <laughs> Easter eggs were. Email us, contact at yourpopfilter.com. What were those Easter eggs? <laughs> uh, well, there's not more to talk about, right? How do you. <laughs> <laughs> Is this. How many episodes do they have until their like, un- unplanned finale? Was this it? This was it. This was it. And they. So, like, no closure on anything. He didn't get Iris. Yeah, Iris is still trapped and losing yeah. her mind. She got like mirror kidnapped in the mirror verse. Something worse happened to her in there. She's well, more deeper in the mirror. Yeah, isn't yeah. that you're just back to normal life or you're in a second nope. mirror now? You're in the mirrored mirror verse. <laughs> oh, man. That's confusing. <laughs> but of course. What I've heard is that uh, Riverdale and The Flash ended three episodes early. Uh, Riverdale has a lot of footage and The Flash does not. So The Flash is going to have to decide what they're going to put into the next season. And rewrite it, whereas Riverdale is going to give us three more episodes basically later and then jump ahead five years. Yeah, I think Flash, 90% of the next episode at least was filmed. But if they're three early, I don't know how math works. What if you just can it? What if they just don't do any of it? Isn't Zoom the name of a Flash villain? Like, shouldn't yeah. Zoom go on to create a way for people to talk about talk to each other in a distance way and then that's how he gets all of his money? And now he's a hero. Oh, yeah, <laughs> people love him. He's the one who provides us backgrounds. I don't know. Based on my last two months, I'm going to say the person who invented Zoom is a villain. Fuck that guy. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, I'm going to say two. Uh, one was legit badass. Is uh, Flash jumps in the w- way of Carver when Ava is throwing mirror shards towards her husband, and Flash is like, "I can't let you do that." She's like, "I don't care," and shoves the mirror shards through Barry to get to Carver, and he still dies. So Barry, his torso fully gets shredded by mirrors, and then he loses. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, the second one is, so Killer Frost has been sick, and they don't know why, and her mom... It's because of a baby inside of her. A, a baby inside of her in, in, in real life is, is the issue. I was talking about the show. Oh, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> I thought that was the show for a second. I was like, what? Is it an alien? Caitlin's mom, who has never met Killer Frost, is like the cryogenic expert, so she has to. And when her mom walks in, she goes, hi, uh, killer frost and frost says it's just frost now and her mom just goes okay <laughs> like i don't care about any of your dumb bullshit let's just go everybody who's had a like a 14 year old daughter who dyed their hair blue it's the exact same reaction i'm like oh i'm talking to icicle now cool <laughs> ryan do you got a moment of the week yeah my moment of the week is one of my favorite things in superhero shows where uh the whole barry and the whole crew are like in the uh, uh police office or whatever and somebody's like, why the fuck are we here? And Barry is like, I'm still a CSI agent, okay? I have to do my paying job before we can go out and save all of the victims. I can't lose this, too. I just, It's so stupid Peter Parkery of like, look, I have to keep all aspects of my life at the exact perfect level. All right. Well, The Flash is done. It was on Tuesdays on The CW. That was the last show we watched this week, but we are not done yet. Of course, we saved a bullpen and some emails for you guys coming up after this break. 
All right, we have checked the emails. There, we got a ton in this week, you guys. Uh, I'm just going to dig right into it because for this bullpen, we don't have any Crypt Keeper talk for once. We're finally just going to answer some emails. So I'll just go right to it. Our first email is addressed to Dear Dr. Manhattan, Lori, and Dr. Manhattan. So there's two Dr. Manhattans. Are we just doubly powerful? No. There's a there's a scene with two Dr. Manhattans and one Lori. Are they double teaming? Yeah. Oh no. I am hating that. Moving on. They want to know. The scene I'm going to say I'm the Lori, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll be I was the... also going to say Ryan's Lori. <laughs> I'm glad you guys can agree on that. They want to know. The CW just announced the big crossover this year won't be big at all, but will instead be a two-part crossover between Batwoman and Superman and Lois. Is this a bummer, or do you think this is the right decision? And that is from Astroglide, Astrowide, which now, that sign-off makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> this this is uh, Ant-Man after Avengers, Spider-Man after Endgame. Like, you gotta take a little fucking break after doing your biggest thing. Yeah, it, I think that it makes, uh, I don't know, like, climactic sense, if, that, if I can use that word after the whole Manhattan, Lori Manhattan thing, of, like, if you can't top it, just don't. Don't even try. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the Ant Man thing, and then also these are the two. These are like the the crossovers do get them uh, bigger ratings. Like it does get right. better. And these are this is the the newest show, and then the newest newest show. So yeah, throw them in. You know, I don't know if you're gonna have a lot of Superman and Lois being like Batwoman. What is this? You know, everybody knows about all of them, but I think it'll it'll go up. You think it has like you think those shows have enough pull to like bring attention to each other? We'll fucking watch it. So <laughs> they at least and we don't the, watch Batwoman. They got us for that one. I do like that it is just like a two part crossover. I'm into just uh, two parts. Get it done. As yeah, a smaller one too. So I'm I I'm a fan of it. Well, fuck yeah, especially as podcasters. I don't know if we're supposed to say this, but when they do a crossover, we have to watch five hours of TV on top of more TV. Yeah, and it's not like the other shows know. It's not like Riverdale and Katie Keene know we have to do that, so they keep pumping out episodes too for those two weeks. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. (laughs) When will they consider us? That's all I want to know. All right, our next email is from Bebo Says Relax at Hotmail.com. Subject line, ball and chain. Dear Huey, Louie, and Doofus. Okay. That wasn't even how it goes. So, and so we- Cassie's Doofus. <laughs> I, I did take that on. Like, I immediately felt insulted by that one. So I guess I am the Doofus, even though we have all claimed that we are all dumb on this episode. But I will take the Doofus. We're dumb. You're a Doofus. That, that's fair. That's all I'm gonna fair. say. I'm going to say I'm Huey, Louie, and Mike is the news. And Cassie, yes. you're a Doofus. <laughs> all right. Their question. With the news that Emily Gordon is writing the com- the comedy comic movie Ball and Chain, what comedy writer would we want to see take on what comic? Wow. All right. So I think the first answer right now, the obvious answer is P.P. Waller Bridge, right? Is that the go-to? Yes. Go ahead, cheeky little comic. <laughs> and, God, it's so offensive. Is would, it? Would you do British face? Yeah. You have all your makeup <laughs> on. It's gross. Um. And I would like to see her do... What I want to see is a Jessica Jones movie from her. Oh, shit, yeah. She could do sex so funny and still sex. <laughs> what and a just, weird like, part to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Jessica Jones. Like, the comic Jessica Jones is filled with sex, man. I thought it was the whole... I Just when you said Jessica Jones, I immediately go to alcoholism. So it was a real left turn for me for you. 
the first panel of Jessica Jones is her getting fucked, mm. like in the comic. Like it is a sex filled comic. But is there it, a bottle in the right next to the scene? Is there a what? Is there a bottle of alcohol? Like on probably, her... yeah. She's see both. It's a one-two punch. <laughs> both right there, Ryan. I am not going to let you go back to your said it started with butthole. So we are not going to go back to that. Absolutely. But I said not. it at the same time. You said bottle, which was weird. <laughs> Do not piece that together. Uh, I would like to. I know uh, Ryan North has done some good. Like he's done good comedy writing with Squirrel Girl. So I would like. I can see him take on anything really. Write a movie? Right, give him give any... For movie theaters? So you're saying taking just a comic book writer gets to write a movie now? Yeah, let's... let's You guys, in these unturned certain times and in this economy, throw anyone up there. Let's go for it. I also... Uh, Tom Shadyak, who uh, like wrote and directed Ace Ventura, um, I think that if he did a movie where Ralph Dibney from The Flash Show finds his father <laughs> and a Jim Carrey and they both just are on screen at the same time... I'd watch that for three, you four hours. That? You no, would love that? I would. I, I no. I think that we should show it to all of our prisoners. Ralph got punched in the face in this episode of The Flash, and I find like he always leans a little Jim Carrey, but I was like, "Oh, Ryan's gonna hate this" because it did look like he said "alrighty then" and then fell over. <laughs> like it was bananas. Uh, I, I think uh, Dan Harmon taking on Invincible. He's shown he can do uh, crazy, intricate sci-fi worlds pretty well together. And Invincible, it was a brand new. When it came out, it felt like a lived-in 50-year-old comic book universe, so I feel like he could handle it. Yeah, I really like that, because Invincible would be like, but like, you gotta still have heart, bro. Don't get all yeah. crazy. Like, You still have to tell the story about this family. You can't just do whatever you want. Alright, you guys. Our third email addressed to Dear Mad Rocks, Mad Rocks, and Mad Rocks. Uh, you guys review live-action television shows based on comic books. Scoob Fact. is a movie that is based on a cartoon, not a comic book. But aren't you just dying to see it and watch it and love it and review it on your hit podcast, The Superhero Show Show, uh, from Love My Kirby Wife? First of all, <laughs> thank you for calling it a hit podcast. You're so kind. I love that shout out right in there. I mean, I sort of think that we'll do whatever they say if they call it a hit yeah, podcast. a hit yeah. podcast. And, and we have been on one of our sister shows, Move the Year, has been doing bonus episodes 2020 movies that didn't get the chance to make theaters oh movie of the year 2020 is not going to review scoob i guarantee no? you that you don't want to do a, a our big crossover movie of the year and the superhero show show in scoob but this trash gutter podcast could definitely do scoob i think 100 percent. i would be so i don't know what there is to review on scoob but i guys i love scooby-doo i would be so into that there is nothing like it's not gonna be it's just gonna be nonsense but i adore scooby-doo and i'm all about that i'm delighted to learn that about cassie you really you're delighted to learn that shit as her giant dog with a blue collar rubs his giant wiener all over the place and she just screams zoinks at him you're you're delighted to learn that i never put it together the Straight up, you guys, like, so I had an entire Scooby-Doo themed room, and it was during the time when <laughs> I had... That's the was... richest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, it was during when I the stepdad was coming into the picture, and they're trying to ease it, because I was a little kid, and they're like, listen, you're going to have to move to a different state in with this new guy, but you get to decorate the room however you want. And I saw my opportunity, and I said, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> make them pay. So, was the room, did it just look like a de- decrepit house, but there's eight doors that you could run in and out of the whole time? That's what I... That was my initial vision they didn't let me go for it instead we matched we straight up went to home depot i made them match that color of blue from his collar we painted all four walls that color i had a border of scooby-doo going across everywhere scooby-doo bed sheets (laughs) 
I tell, I'm telling you guys, I am so in for the Scooby Doo review. Wow, I'm, I'm I'm in now based on this. I can't wait to learn more about Cassie's weird fucking life. Let's do it. Every single time, Mike, we bring up something from our childhood. Cassie's like, "What the fuck is that, you idiot old assholes?" I don't know. If she turns based out, her life she, about it. Turns out she's forty years older than us. It was super into Scooby Doo. Did you use Scoob and the characters to like discover why your parents got a divorce? Like, did you solve that mystery? I kept writing to them, wanting to know if the mystery gang would come solve that, and they never did. They never unmasked the villain in that. But I, I'm it was your stepdad. <laughs> Pull the mask off your stepdad. See, I was gonna say I think her parents turned to her and said we would have gotten away with this marriage if it wasn't for you, darn kid. <laughs> it's your fault. We're getting divorced. That's how they broke the news to me. Yeah, that's why Scooby Doo oh. means so much to me. <laughs> or the therapist right before the divorce the therapist was like look ask Cassie what she wants her room to be designed as and if it's stupid just say it's her fault and then get a divorce and it was her fault that's why when I uh, draw Scooby-Doo I just cry silently all the time <laughs> Mike we- are you a Scooby-Doo fan it doesn't even matter after all of that I, I, I watched it as a kid end of list <laughs> like I, I got nothing to back that up you didn't. You wouldn't die for Scooby Doo. I don't even talk to me if you won't die for Scooby Doo. We have one more email to get to you guys. It is from Craig Kilmore at Gmail. Subject line: The Swamp of It All. What's up, nerds? Whose junk do you think smells worse? Swamp Thing's swamp crotch or Man Thing's Man Thing? Very important. <laughs> I mean, this is a game of decimals, right? Like, do you really <laughs> yeah, think that one so smells true. that much worse than the other? I think Swamp Thing's probably is worse. Yeah, with the name Swamp directly in it, it's hard to get over that. Like, if you, like, Swamp is for sure. Man Thing's Man Thing might still smell kind of just like a man dick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But once you bring, like, moss and, like, algae and shit in there. Mold. mm -hmm, All the little parasites. It's definitely going to smell worse. I just, I love how, like, both blank things were about to be created. And they were like, all right, you guys can choose your own. First name, whatever you want, and blank thing. I was like, Swamp! I got Swamp! <laughs> and Man-Thing was I'll, I'll take Man then, you fucking gross weirdo. I bet you stink so I bad. I'm not just a thing, I am a man. <laughs> First and foremost, and need to make sure everyone knows that. Well, yes. I'm just, I'm elated that like it wasn't Swamp Thing or Ryan. I, I'm just going <laughs> to coast on the fact that that wasn't the question. Because guys, right now my balls stink. Yeah, you're in a sweaty-ass garage. A swampy-ass garage. Up top of the line studio, Mike. Don't forget. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you, We're in you Zoom in. We're in Zoom land, man. Are you, are you going back to the Pop Filter Studios? Because that I thought yeah. we weren't allowed. No, we bought a Zoom, and I'm not using it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to Pop Filter Studios. Hey, guys, did you know that over the summer, the CW is going to air Swamp Thing Season 1 week to week? Oh, are we going to re- Are we going to review it? I would love to because I was out of town when it did that the first time last summer. I would hate to because I watched them all and it's not good. <laughs> it's not good? I'll let you guys decide as soon as you get back to me on my Tales from the Crypt pitch of where we do an episode every week. <laughs> all right. We'll watch a dumb thing for you and then watch a dumb thing for us and we won't have time to do anything else. Relationships. <laughs> all right, guys. That is all the time we have for emails. You can email us. Contact at your pop filter. Send them over. We want to talk with you guys. And that is all the time we have for the show as well. We have done it, you guys. Um, I told them about... Email. Mike, can you tell them about some websites? Yourpopfilter.com is where everything we make lives, except for the stuff we make you pay for. Support us over at patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. And Ryan, what are some other shows that the people can listen to? The OCD number 100 (laughs) is going to come out. It should be out by the time you hear this. And that one features me, 
And of course, nice. Caitlin. It's mostly just me and Caitlin talking about how season I'm two insulted. was amazing. I'm insulted. That's the only two people you cared yeah, about on that insulting. one. Yeah, no, the, that's the only two. And then we have movie of the year, where we try and figure out with science and screaming, what is the best movie of any given year? Uh, Mike, if people want to rate any of those shows, how could they do so? Uh, if you want to rate this show, you could go to ratethispodcast.com slash superhero, and it takes you to all the best places to rate. Uh, please do that. It helps us out a lot. Uh, rate all the other shows. I don't know. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the fuck you listen to your fucking shows, dickhead. <laughs> go to ratethispodcast.com slash superhero. Rate it, please. Thank you. It's just a nicer approach, Mike. It might help. I don't know. Uh, nah. We'll see. Ryan, <laughs> social media. How can the people get in contact with us besides email i've covered that don't do email just social i'm media. not gonna do email. do email jesus you seem like you're so proud that you did email I did one email time you guys. Contact I at your pop one. <laughs> uh follow us on twitter we're at your pot filter uh follow us on instagram we're at your pot filter follow us on tiktok yeah that's right <laughs> we're at motherfucking best dancers you've ever seen in your goddamn life you scooby-doo fan motherfuckers.com can't believe that handle is open. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's crazy. How did nobody take that? Unreal. Uh, next week, it is a, it's honestly a big show for us, you guys. It is full of finales and premieres. We are going to be talking in, for the main event, we're going to be digging into the Supergirl finale. We're going to focus mainly on that, but we also have Batwoman finale, the premiere of Stargirl, premiere of Snowpiercer, and the premiere of Fury Files. There's so much. Shit. It is unreal what all we're doing next week. Be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.